You are listening to the Ask in America podcast on MX Vice. Welcome to episode number three of uh, the Anstey in America podcast on MX Vice. It's been a little while. We're basically a month behind at this point, which is um, a bit of a disaster, but we're back and we'll make up for the lost time at some point along the way. I'm not sure how and I'm not sure when, but we'll, ma- we'll make up for it. We'll make up for it one way or another. As always. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh are you going to talk now before I've introduced you? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't remember. But when was the last one? Was it? When you were in England. We haven't done any since... So we haven't done any since Outdoors? No, we've been quite bad. Ah. Oh, okay, right, yeah. No, we need to catch up. Okay, yeah, no, keep going, introduce me. Go on, (laughs) give me a good intro. We basically did two episodes and then sacked it off for a bit. (laughs) Yeah, so as always, I'm uh, Lewis Phillips, your host, and with me on the phone, you may have guessed from the name of the podcast and the fact that he's already spoken, (laughs) it's Max Anstey. How are you doing, Max? Way, <laughs> yeah, doing well, mate. Doing well, getting uh, getting ready for Redbud uh, this weekend. Trying to get the last little bits um, up and running and doing the last little bits of testing. So I'm looking forward to it. I think um, Redbud's going to be probably one of the busiest, and I don't know. Everyone seems to be going crazy for Redbud. Even on the news this morning, um, all they keep talking about is how the airports and everything. It's going to be so rammed and so busy this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be the busiest it's been, obviously, since the, uh, the whole pandemic. So I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty hectic one. And, um, yeah, going to Redbird. How, uh, what have you been up to today? Obviously, it's uh, like 4 p.m. where you are. It's midnight where I am. Uh, just, you know, graveyard yeah. shift and all that. What have you been up to today? <laughs> um, just uh, I went to physio, actually, um, to Therex. I rode the last few days pretty heavy. so. I woke up this morning and my recovery on my whoop wasn't fantastic. So I oh, wait, um, your what? I went and did, on my whoop. You know the whoop band. You must have seen it. Like Boxer <laughs> wears them, Cinderella wears them. What does um, it do? It's a it's a band that goes on your wrist or on your arm. You wear it twenty four seven. Look at me, brand ambassador. <laughs> I'm not. Did you pay <laughs> but, for um, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I paid. For it. Um, you, you wear it twenty four seven, and um, you have to wear it for a month before it even so that it calculates and calibrates to your body and then and then after that it starts giving you information on like how well you've recovered compared to your strain of that day like how hard you've pushed in that day to your recovery your heart rates all that stuff so basically what i i find the the biggest benefit is say on but i do my own plan so say i have uh like a heavy day plan today for instance like say i wanted to do 230s or or whatever at the track and like you know that was my initial plan that I made uh, a few days ago or say I wake up this morning and my recovery is not in the green so say my recovery is not very good then I'll have to tailor it and I won't feel bad for doing it you know like the the worst thing is is when you don't know the, the facts and then you just you think oh fuck I didn't sleep that great or I, I felt you know I don't feel that great but on my plan, I've got two thirties, and if you don't do it, you you feel mentally like bad for not doing it, and you're like, oh, I need to crack on with it, and then you could easily overcook it. And and I mean, I'm not saying that this is the whole main reason, but a lot of these guys over here in America, have, I mean, especially recently, they all get this Epstein bar. They all end up like overtraining and overcooking it. So for me, I mean, I'm a little bit older, a little bit more experienced anyway. 
and I know my body quite well, but any information is good for me, especially with my recovery and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's my, my whoop thing. What, what was I even talking about before that? I can't even remember. Uh, what you're up to today, I think. But wait, I've got a question about this whoop thing because I've never heard of it. So this, yeah. it's basically an Apple Watch. It's got a screen. It's basically an Apple Watch. No, it doesn't oh. have a screen. Well, it, how does it tell a, you things? Because it, it goes to an app on your phone. Oh, um, so it, it, it's just it's just a band. Look at next time you you see Ken Roxon or Cincerillo or uh, or whatever they they always wear them on their arm. That's that's their band thing. They wear on their arm. I wear it on my arm as well. I'm a. And, I, d- I doubt I'll see them in Majora, but I'll look look on Instagram. I'll look on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, when you see it, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> <see> on Instagram. <laughs> No, you were, um, t- you, were, you were talking about what you're up to today. You said you went to physio. You didn't ride today then or anything? No, I didn't ride today. Just went and did this uh, cryotherapy. But it's not like it's not like the normal cryo where you go in a tube. This cryo is like going into a room and it's a minus 112. And uh, it's like going into a sauna, but the opposite, obviously. It, you do three and a half minutes in there and you're just freezing yourself. Yeah. And... Uh, and Basically, it's just meant to be really good for your body, and you do feel good when when you've done it. So I do that. The bloke works on me a little bit. I go on all these machines they love in America, and um, it's good. I actually, yeah, like just trying to look after myself, make sure I'm charged up, ready to go for Redbud. I've got um, tomorrow. I'm going to Glen Helen. Actually, in the morning, early, we can start riding at eight. So, um, so I'm going to go early tomorrow, do a couple of hours of riding, and then. Um, Head back, do my last little bit tomorrow, and then and then fly Friday to Redbud. So we haven't done one of these in a very very long time. We basically we're basically starting again. This might as well be episode one. We obviously haven't done one since the start of outdoors, which means we need to talk about outdoors. So as a whole, three rounds down, Parlor, Thunder Valley, and High Point. Uh, sum up your first three rounds for us, and just how you feel they went, and things you like, things you don't like, and all all that malarkey, you know. Uh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back. We'll be back in another five months. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, so, like, so since I so since we last spoke to you, I I already knew um, coming off of Supercross, going into outdoors, like body wise, I feel good. All of that stuff, I just knew. Um, obviously, when you do Supercross, you just kind of park all the outdoor stuff. You don't do any motocross, so the bike's just been sitting there. Obviously, the Suzuki hasn't really been updated, um, but hasn't had any any changes uh, from last year uh, to, to to this year. So uh, my, my outdoor bike was just sitting there. So when I I came back over, you know, I was obviously trying to get myself back into the swing of outdoors, into motocross, which came it comes pretty quick to me. And you know, I've done I've probably done more laps on motocross tracks than most of these guys all put together with the years of GPs that I've done. Um, and and the winters that I've spent, whether that's in Red Sands and riding around in, in Belgium and Holland or whatever. So getting back into it wasn't a big deal. But I knew with the season fast approaching and with the way that the season was, like we had two uh, two in a row, Pala and Colorado, then a weekend off, then round three in Mount Morris, and then another weekend off, which is where we're at right now, um, before Redbud. I knew... Uh, you know, a little bit from experience and, and just by how things were playing out with our progress that it, we were going to have to kind of get through the first three rounds and, and use the first three as, as like my Hawkstones, you know, as my warm up races, um, get myself, you know, going and, and, and see where we're at because 
also, you know, I, I can tell the team as, as much as I want before the season started that, okay, we need to improve, we need to get better, but, you know, no, no one really sees it or knows until you get to the first race, you know. There's not many times where you just leave everything exactly the same as last year and, and, and it works better. I mean, our suspension, yeah, it is a lot better, but again, it needed work for race situations um, and race, races are different for practicing. Uh, we we went around and around in circles a little bit with some um, some different engine characteristics, but again, there's not it's not like we've completely reinvented the wheel with things. Um, but again, yeah. So the first the first three rounds, I knew I was going to be going to be fighting it a little bit, but I was searching. I I did a little bit of testing at the races, which is not not always ideal, but something we had to get done just to. Just because the tracks in California as well, our practice tracks are not really that similar to what they are, the races. So sometimes I had to try a few things and be open to doing that. But in the last two weeks, since the round three, going into now Redbud, I do feel like we're going in the right direction. Up until round three, I felt like I was a bit frustrated. We were going round and round in circles and sort of not really making any steps forward. But, you know, Little push and little shove here and there. We actually, we actually are going in the right direction now. So, so I, I'm looking forward to Red Bud. I'm looking forward to Southwick. I, I've not been to Southwick before, but I, I feel like those tracks as well on on that side of the country are um are going to be good um or better for 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 us and the Suzuki because I feel like the bike works works better um on those type of tracks because the, the first three tracks, to be honest, have been pretty fast, not that rough and and yeah, pretty fast. So um, a little bit different. Whereas I think the East Coast ones are going to be, or East Coast more style. These next few are going to be a bit slower, a bit deeper, and a bit more, a bit more technical. So um, yeah, no. I, overall, though, feeling wise in myself and riding wise, I, I, I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm not I'm not disappointed in how I performed because I actually feel like I I made the best of each opportunity and um, and raced as hard as I could. I just uh, yeah, wanted to make some progress um, in the week with with a few things with with the bike and stuff, um, and you know keep plugging away. So I'm looking forward to the next ones, and we'll see where we're at. Hopefully, we can yeah step it up and start racing some of the factory guys a little bit more, uh, you know, for a bit longer. I've seen a few people say this on Instagram and Twitter and that, and um, so you can explain it now for people, for the people. That's why we're here. So obviously, like you say, you can't take what things from one year to the next. Blah blah blah. But people are saying, oh, but the Suzuki hasn't changed. So surely you just would be using the bike that you used in Loretta Lynn's last year or in uh, wherever last year. But I guess not that simple. Well, obviously your suspension has changed, but I guess the rest of the bike, not that simple. Yeah, no, the suspension is actually is a lot better. The suspension is good. Well, definitely getting there now. I mean, we've got to figure out a little bit of setup. Yeah, it is exactly the same. It's, it's, I mean, the same engine I used in Supercross pretty much. But yeah, it's not that simple. Eli Tomac, Last year, not being funny, but I had him covered out the gate last year. You, what do you think that Kawasaki have sat there for a year going, oh, we're perfectly fine with getting smoked out the gate by this guy on a Suzuki? No, they've obviously made progress. It, the Yamahas are unbelievably good this year. Like the Yamahas, not being funny, but they, they, weren't, they weren't great. They've obviously got more riders on them this year. The Yamahas are way better. Yeah, Tomac's bike's way better. I started next to him at the weekend and I was like, Oh yeah, I should like last year. I kind of if I started next to Tomac, I knew I was going to get a good start. Whereas this time, he he smoked me out of the gate. Obviously, you've got Barsha on a gas gas. You've got you've got Webb out there now. You've got 
yeah, Roxon out there on, on the Honda, you know, there's, there's a, a lot, there's, there's a few more guys and also they're, they've all made progress. Even, even like Noren, right? So last year he was on JGR. Well, this year he's on his KTM. I don't even know what bike he's on, but his bike's not bad. Um, even there's a few, like, few, like Hondas that are not factory Hondas that, are, that have been pretty solid that are like, all right, it just makes it harder for me when I'm choosing my gate of where to start and, and even in time training, like when the track's pretty flat and they're just pinning it everywhere, they're, they're, they're obviously riding quite well. So yeah, I, I, I think that's it. Last year, honestly, it was quite easy for me to start inside the top five. Like I didn't have to do anything too special. Whereas this year so far, I feel like I have to be perfect to get a top 10 start, which, yeah, I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but hopefully we've, we've made some progress in these last, last few and yeah, like in the last few weeks. And obviously, like I said, it, it's, I knew already that the first, the first three rounds in my head were warm-up races kind of testing let's figure it out so that we can be strong for the remainder of the remainder of the season so you know i i I already expected i expected this i didn't expect it to be easy and especially when you're going up against all these factory teams and factory bikes i mean you know at the end of the day when cooper webb's getting 11th and 10th and 9th and whatever around there and i'm i'm on the back door of them you know i mean yeah, but I mean, from the outside, you're like, oh yeah, it's not too bad. But still, in me mentally, I'm like, right, I know that on outdoors, I can perform with with the best of the best out there. But yeah, it's just going to take a little bit more work. But like I said, it's not easy when you've got Supercross champion, you know, having a hard time as well. You know, obviously they're not perfectly happy with all of their their setups and things, and they've got endless resources. So so it's just um, it's just making it work. Getting making the best out of the situation. At the end of the day, my team are doing the best job they they can. You know, it's it's it is what it is. We're making things, you know, making steps forward as 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 well as we can. Hopefully, now we can see where we're at going into Redbud and and see if we've made made some progress. But I'm I'm confident that that we have that we've definitely made uh, a a little bit of headway going in the right direction. So yeah, that's yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up for the people. The people will appreciate that. What's the biggest thing you have been testing then since High Point? Is it mainly like is it mainly one thing or is it just really a bit of everything for just overall performance rather than one specific part? Um, well it's a weird one. Actually, in the beginning of the season, it was more I I felt like the bike was quite short for for outdoors, like short as in like short power um so it was quite snappy and and nervous quite quite hard let's say hard to ride it was quite hard to ride for 30 minutes because it it would be it would hit hard but it would would not be quite as smooth as what i'd like it so i actually ended up working on some engine stuff but then i ended up going round and round in circles because what i ended up doing was just slowing the bike down but then i slowed the bike down too much so that didn't work but then recently, I've actually sort of gone back to my normal engine setup, which is like you know quite strong. That's how most of these American bikes are. Yeah. They're all pretty, pretty aggressive and and loud and and not like European bikes. European bikes are very broad and very smooth and easy to ride, but they have to be like because you go to Czech Republic, you go to all these tracks that are slippery. Whereas here, it's not quite the case. So the bike setup is a bit different. So that, so I kind of got a bit confused with that stuff, but 
But then recently, uh, over the last week or two, I've been doing a bit more suspension stuff to to just try to find a little bit more comfort in in that area, and and actually finding a better setup with the suspension has actually made the bike easier to ride anyway. Because let's say you're going two miles an hour faster everywhere, you can pull a different gear, then the bike works better. So it's I've just been playing around with that and like a, a few little things here and there, but it's it's. It's not a massive change. It's just getting the work done, you know. It's not like, it's just been a bit of a mission to, to, to get the boys um, to come out to the track and, and, and make, make progress. But we, we, we are, we, now we, we've had a few good days of it and, um, and yeah, we're making, making a little bit of progress. So, I, yeah, it's mainly just being a little bit more comfortable so that I can, so that I can ride the bike as hard as I can, you know, for, for 35 minutes and go fast. Obviously, like, yeah, like I said, there's, there's a lot of factory bikes and all the bikes have improved. So, uh, yeah, and they're all good. We've also worked a little bit on weight, like trying to trying to get the weight down on the Suzuki to uh, to be a bit lighter because, yeah, as we know, the, the Suzuki's the heavier one standard. So, so yeah, we're trying to just trying to work on all of those little things. All, all the little pieces make make up the puzzle. So, yeah. So um, I think that's, a, that's enough about the first three rounds. We're, next month, when we do episode four, we'll, have, um, we'll, be able to, we'll be able to see what the testing's done and we'll be able to talk about how great it was and how everything you said there was uh, is going to work good <laughs> and it's going to come good. And we're all very excited for that. But a different <laughs> angle on the... <laughs> a different angle... <laughs> God, Jesus. A different angle on the first three rounds, track-wise... Uh, obviously, the last two, Thunder Valley and High Point, they were a bit um, more hard pack, not as ripped as deep, a little more, like you can move around a bit more. It wasn't so much slot cars. What did you think about uh, track prep? And like, because a lot of guys said it was better because you could move around, but did you, what did you think? Well, I actually thought it was worse for, for us and the bike. I, I feel like it's better, the, my bike works better when it's, um, when it's deeper, slower, and more technical. So I'm hoping that it's ripped deep as anything when we go to these next ones. And when we go to Southwick, I hope they rip that real deep as well. And it's as deep as Lommel because I think then she'll be all right. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, that, that is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's racing and you've got to deal with all these situations. Pala was, Pala was normal Pala. It got dry and a bit dusty and right, which I expected because I was the same as last year. But even Colorado, I thought was going to be deeper because um, that was last year. Colorado was just absolutely flat out, just banging around there. And um, Mount Morris was was a very confusing track. Like, it, uh, one thing that was tough was just getting into it so quick. Like, you have, we have a five-minute free practice, then 10 minutes timed. And, and literally, it's, it, uh, the jumps were all blind. The hills were blind. Uh, it, and there was big jumps. And, you've got to just go and bang a lap time in by the third lap of this new track that the lap time's over two minutes long. It's, it was definitely um, a lot to take in. So so there was that. And then but by the end of the day, I actually felt like I was getting warmed up, which was, <laughs> which was a shame because that was the, 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 the motors were done then. But um, but yeah, it, it, I feel like, like I said, when we go when we go east a little more and the tracks are a bit deeper, it's, um, 
it's it's going to be better for 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 us than the bike. Again, they they didn't rip it as deep at the first few because they thought they were going to have some rain. So Colorado, they thought it was going to rain, and Mount Morris, and so it, it yeah, I think that was the main reason. Um, but yeah, it's all fine for everyone that's got their bikes out for those conditions. But um, yeah, we I, I'm looking forward to these next ones. It's um it's funny because you have you have been to High Point before uh, ten years ago now well actually eleven whatever twenty ten a ten whatever math yeah. that is. Actually, do you remember jumping into the fence that day? Does that stick out in your mind? Yeah, I do. I do remember going into the fence. I was in third or fourth behind Rattray. Yeah, I you're in Rattray. You're in that chain link fence, really good. Like you're proper in there. Yeah, he roosted me going up to the finish, and I literally went over it blind, and then just hooked to right, and then landed in the fence. I remember getting myself a really bad dead leg. I hit the fence that hard that my lens popped out of my goggles. Well, that no shit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember that. Since, since yeah. when was that but, even a thing? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Literally. Uh, yeah, that, I smacked me head down. But I thought, so when I went back there this year, I thought, oh, I, you know, I've been here before. I, I know kind of how it is. But this is probably, that was probably one of the only tracks because Colorado has literally been exactly, okay, they made a tiny little change this year, but Colorado has been exactly the same since yeah. I went there the first time when I was like an amateur, like years and years and years ago. But Mount Morris was very different. Literally, the only thing that was the same was the start, the first turn, the second turn, and those rollers down the hill. Everything else was different. Like the whole, the whole way that the track rode, like every turn was off-cambered, like, it was it was a really cool track, but yeah, it was very different from from ten years ago or eleven years ago, or whatever. So, but yeah, most of the other tracks they keep the same. But yeah, that one they definitely did uh, did some good changes too. Um, this is actually an interesting thing to ask you as well. Then everyone always says High Point is like, oh yeah, High Point. Oh, Musquin will do there. Uh, will do well there. Ferrandis will do well there. It's the most European track. Do you reckon it is actually European a bit or more than the others? I don't know. Well, I thought everyone says that Southwark and Unadilla are the most European-y ones. Okay. I've not been to either of them, so, so we'll see. I mean, Well, we really need to get on the same page here. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not like, people, not, say not High really. Point, people say High Point is a more European track. Even, I mean, okay, right, here we go. Uh, right. Hunter Lawrence. You know, you know Hunter Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. Right, after, I've, the I've race, seen <laughs> after the race last week, he said... High Point felt like a European track. Oh, you, are you Are you wondering what the hell he's on about? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. To to be honest, I mean, even I, I think I think the track prep um was yeah was not quite as deep, so I think that it went that way. And the way that the track flows, yeah, is I mean, there's a lot of off camber turns and a lot of nice hills and things, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's not really a European. It's just a bloody track. I just ride the bike. I don't really care what sort of what country we're in. It's still a track. Not- <laughs> the thing is, yeah, but the thing is, it, it always it always confuses me when people do that because Redbud, right? Redbud for the Motocross Nations was Hawkstone with a few bigger jumps. Redbud for the AMA National was Redbud AMA National Rip Super Deep. Really, really might as well, really, really different. Might as well have been a completely different track. You might as well have been in a completely different country, but yet it was the exact same track. So, so it genuinely, it only, the only difference is the way they prep the tracks. European guys prep the track for the nations. It was a European track. It was Hawkstone with, with some bigger jump. And 
American guys prep the track for the American stuff, and it is America. I mean, okay, they didn't prep, rip the tracks quite steep, like we've all said in the last few, and they have gone slightly. I, I even thought Colorado was more European. It was Colorado was more like Matley. You know, it really? was it was very yeah, like it was. It looked flat. It looked like there's no there's not really many ruts. It's just flat and little choppy bumps. And everyone's just pinning it everywhere. That was the same sort of thing. I mean, Mount Morris had a few ruts down the hills, but still, it wasn't like super slow. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. We've all got to be fast at riding all these tracks. That's the whole name of the game of what we do. So I just put my goggles on and try and go fast. And, ho- and hope your lens isn't going to pop out when you hit a fence. Yeah, they won't do that now because these new 100% ones, they're like, they're, they're solid lenses. But back in the day, I, can't, I think I was running Von Zippers. I was going to say, you're, I feel like you're even running Von Zipper or Utopia, something like that's gone. Yeah, I think it was Von Zippers. And and it, it was just because the lenses are like those old school lenses where you just like had to pop them in. And I've obviously just smacked my head on the thing that hard that the, my lenses popped out. <laughs> um, if people want to see that, I'm pretty sure if you Google, or not Google, I'm pretty sure if you put into YouTube Max Anstey High Point Crash, that will come up because, um, yeah. 2010, I've, yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen that many times. Okay, I'm just going to write in my notes quickly. Never ask Max about whether an American track is European style again because he does not like that question. That is definitely never coming up again. <laughs> we're going to put that one. In, we're going to put that one on the show. Well, <laughs> until we do like uh, uh, until we do a a race where it's rock hard and like like Arco or like until like, you do a race where you're hating life <laughs> where you think the track is shit yeah. man, then, all, then you'll be able to all, talk all of the tracks in America are good like like even High Point is still a really cool track like there's cool jump there's like yeah I, I don't know like, okay there's some hills and a few off cambers and you did have to be connected in the turns it wasn't quite as, as deep out of the turns but yeah I mean European style or not it, it was it it was good. They're all, they're all very good tracks over here. I do like them all. They, but yeah, so it, I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult question. I'm not just going to go with the crowd and go, oh yeah, it was European because I didn't really think it was. Well, but, we, ap- yeah. we appreciate you not going with the crowd. Well, thanks, <laughs> thank you for that. That's, um, that's what we want on the Anstey in America podcast. That's why millions of people download this every month and try to last month, but found that there was no episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said we were done with the first three rounds, but I just remembered something that you should probably talk about. First motor at uh, high point, you, have, you were, I can't remember, I feel like you were 11th, 10th or 11th first lap, and then you disappeared to the back and, and then came back to 18th, I think, 17th, something like that. That wasn't because you tipped over, was it? There was like this weird wiring thing, like a wiring harness came loose or something. Yeah, um, if you want the full scoop, go and watch my vlogs. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> brilliant. Um, no. <laughs> no. I can't believe I stayed no, up till um, midnight for this. This is just... Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I, I was coming down the hill and um, I honestly, I honestly thought that, like, like originally, I thought that I, I thought that I'd stalled it. So, I came down the hill and I, it was a little bumpy and then there was a roller and then the bike just cut out and I was like, like, oh shit, I fucking sat there kicking it for, for 45 seconds, ended up being like right at the back, got it going, but I kind of had to give it a little bit of gas when I, a little bit of throttle when I got it going, you know, I'm American. Um, and, um, and, and then it was strange because like it, the bike still ran, but every time I would shut off the gas, 
it would um, it would almost cut out, or it would like. So it, it was just a bit strange. I thought it was maybe the fuel getting hot, or I, I wasn't too sure. Like I, I wasn't, I, I yeah, I wasn't too sure. I had to kind of keep it keep it running, like keep the tick over up going into the turns, just with a bit of throttle set. But then, yeah, when I came back in, um, there, there was some some issue with the wiring harness, which you know it happens, and um, and then the the guys had to change it. But my my mechanic actually uh, hasn't, or he wasn't there. So my my race mechanic got got really, I mean, sick, or I don't know what you want to call it. He he basically had wasn't feeling very well, had really really high blood pressure, had to go to the hospital, and the, basically the. That the doctors in the hospital said he can't go to the race. He has to, he has to do take some medication, rest, and make sure he gets his blood pressure down. And he might have to have surgery. He's not going to the next two races either because um, looking like he's going to have to have uh, surgery or a load more tests done. So yeah, he's not not in a good way. So so the guys that um, the guys that we had there, they they you know they had to change all this stuff, and it was definitely they got thrown in the deep end with. Um, you know, it wasn't a smooth, smooth running weekend. And there's not much time in between first moto and second moto. You, you literally have an hour. So, and if you don't make it down in time for the, for the loading of the gate, they, they literally, you, you get put on the gate last. So it, it's a bit of a mission. There's like, you've really got to rush to, to get yourself back down there. It's not, that is the one thing like GPs, you have two hours, or you have a lot longer to, to get yourself sorted out. Whereas, um, yeah, the, the, these AMA nationals, it's really fast to get yourself back cleaned up. Literally, by the time you come in, you get sorted out, you take your gear off, you look up, and the 250 is already halfway through their motor. You're like, oh, geez, I need to be down there again in 15 minutes. So, yeah, it's really, really yeah, it, it goes really fast. Well, um, so obviously, your mechanic can't go to the races. So, what does your team do in that situation? Do they have a sub? Like, a, do they bring him off a bench well, or? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Um, yeah. Um, well, uh, but, uh, a guy, well, actually, Adam Entignat, Seven Deuce Deuce, his supercross race mechanic um, has been coming to the practice tracks with me. And obviously, Adam's not racing outdoors. He's not been racing the motocross season. So, yeah, he, he's been, he came, he came and did, uh, uh, and did all my stuff for, um, for the weekend in, in High Point. They also got um, the crew chief, Clark, um, his son, he came as well to, to help out. But yeah, they, they got, they, yeah, like you said, they got a few subs in to, um, to do some work. I'm not sure if this weekend it's just going to be, um, Andrew, uh, you know, Adam, Adam's race mechanic or, um, or, or what the situation is, but I'm sure it will be fine. It's only one day. It's not like a GP where there's, uh, two days for things to go wrong. So I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be all right. Well, that's, you filled me with confidence there. So thank you for that as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, before we move on to what I want to talk about next, um, before you went to um, uh, High Point, you went to Washington. How was Washington? Did you enjoy that? Was that a nice time for you? Yeah, it was all right. But it, I was very surprised that, that at the, the White House, it was quite small. It that's what biggest, I tell um, people. Yeah. It wasn't as big as what I thought, and the Buckingham Palace. Yeah, Buckingham Palace is definitely like a lot, a lot bigger and a lot cooler than the White House. The White House is just yeah. It is literally yeah. a White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know, I know. Like I remember when I went there, I walked. But I, I had it on my like Apple Maps, like where it was, and I was following my phone, and I walked past it because I just didn't even really know. Like I didn't even really notice it, and I was like, oh, what? oh, oh, there it is. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. I know, and, but it, there, there was a lot of, um, like, fen- you couldn't really get anywhere near it because of the fences and the security and all this stuff. Because they had all those riots, didn't they? Like, back a few months ago, whenever it was, that, like, a load of people yeah. stormed the, the, the White House. So, so now you can't really get anywhere near it. But it was still cool to see, you know. I mean, to be honest, like, going and, going and seeing these places is, is pretty awesome. Like, be, being here in America and getting to, I don't know, experience those things has been has been quite nice. Definitely, um, after spending so many years in GPs, you know, going around and seeing the same things, it's um, it's kind of cool to, to to see Washington DC. Are you actually up for doing that sort of stuff then, or are you all business? Like for the people again, for the people. That's why we're here. Are you up for like, oh yeah, seeing that's cool, or are you a one hundred percent of the time? I need to think about racing. I need to not do anything else. I need to be ready for racing. I need to get ready for racing. Like, are you what one? Are you, what side of the coin are you falling on? Um, interesting question because I think I, I think when I was younger, I think <laughs> I think when I was younger, I I what I used to feel very bad if I didn't if I wasn't thinking about riding, riding, sleeping, or training, I would feel bad. But but now I've realised that. You, you know, I, actually switching the brain off sometimes is good. Obviously, it's all in moderation. Like we, we go, we, we flew in Thursday night. We were there in Washington. Friday, we we went and did what we needed to do for the race, which was go to Whole Foods, get my food that I needed. Then we went to the White House. We were literally only there for, for, for five, ten minutes. Walked around, got lunch. We actually found a Nando's and a Pret randomly in, in Washington. They have that in uh, in. Yeah, they, they don't have that anywhere else in America. And then we headed to the track. So it's, you know, it, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I've, I've, the whole day before the race, I'm like out in the blazing heat, just walking around. But even like when, when we went to Nashville um, for, for one of the races last year, it was really nice to go and see. So yeah, no, and, and, and we've got the dogs with us now. So we, we took a family photo um, outside the White House, which is, which is, you know, pretty cool. You know, um, taking them around. Uh, people like this podcast because we don't just talk about racing. We get the real Max Anstey. What review on Nando's America? Um, it was exactly the same. It was, really? It was fine. Yeah, Butterfly yeah, chicken? Like All of that still there? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I had to wait in the car when Millie went in there. but um, Not allowed out, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no. Just, that is the only other thing about when we go to these places. The parking. Oh, nightmare. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> It's not allowed out. Um, no, I was in the car with the dogs and well, Millie went in, but it, it was all exactly the same. The, the bag was even the same that it came out in. So I, I don't know how they got Nando's, um, Nando's in Washington, but they don't have it anywhere else, which, yeah. No, it was, it was cool. It was definitely, um, yeah, review was fine. It was the same like normal Nando's. Well, that's good. You okay. know what? I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, we might have a we might have a sponsorship from WAP. What is that? What your band's called? Is that what your band's called? Well, I've just I've just blown the sponsorship there. <laughs> Maybe by the end of this podcast, we might we might have a next month. We might be presented by Whoop and Nando's America. We're a bit of like that's. I'm just working yeah. the angles here. <laughs> <laughs> Go get your butterfly chicken at Nando's. <laughs> Remember to monitor your whoop while you're buying your butterfly chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, we're going to talk about GPs we're gonna, uh, eventually because you're going you're gonna to discuss what you've seen there a little bit. But before we do that, I want to talk about practicing in California a little bit and like how that is. Because obviously there's a lot of... like Some guys have done California and go to Florida. 
Star Racing guys yeah. are moving to Florida. They've just bought a goat farm, so they're all shipping out. But then other guys, Barsha was in Florida, and he's relocated to California full-time because he feels like he needs to be there. So how do you actually... Find, now, like, obviously, for Supercross, I feel like you can be anywhere, really, can't you? Like, who cares? Well, oh. I mean, no, I don't think... The issue, the issue with Supercross is... Oh, my phone's ringing. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Oh. oh, it didn't go. Oh, my phone was ringing. Um, but, um, yeah, so the issue with... Uh, the issue with Supercross is test tracks. Like, okay, if you are Gas Gas or KTM or whatever, then then you've got your test tracks um, or test track here in uh, in California. So you can you can get some work done. The ground is very hard pack. So it is slightly different from the East Coast tracks. But for, for myself, I was practicing at the local tracks. And practicing at the local tracks is not ideal. I'm basically riding around with all the privateers, not really riding with guys that are better than me. So I, it's hard for me, especially as a, as a Supercross noob, as a newbie, um, to, <laughs> to, to, like, to like learn. So uh, it's actually something that I've been, literally in the last few weeks, you know, obviously I, I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about um, next year and, and, and nothing signed yet for, for, for next year. And, uh, and I'm, I'm talking to, to, to my team just to try and figure things out. And, and also talking to the people around me, I, I, I genuinely think it would, be, it would be better for me and more beneficial um, to spend a lot more time over in Florida. You know, I, I, I went and rode at the 83 compound um, just for a week uh, last year where Hunter and Jet and, and even now Cooper Webb trains there, uh, Anderson trains there, and just the facility and the amount of work that they can get done uh, away from the local tracks where, where you run the risk of 65s being underneath you when you're, when you're trying to you know, do a big jump or whatever. And, and also you can really just focus on doing work with surrounded by good people. I think for me... That that will bring me on. You know, I, I'm all about progress. I didn't travel halfway around the world to to just stay the same. So I I feel like I feel like as obviously like I want to step up in all areas. I want to step up with with the bike. I want to I want to see the progress. I want to see the progress um, with all of those areas. But I also want to progress in myself. And 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 it, and I feel like if that means making a plan work by spending a bit more time in Florida. Obviously, you still got to do your testing here in California. Uh, but yeah, having a place over there in Florida and being able to get work done, I think, I think is the next step to elevate my, my level for next year. Uh, and I feel like, especially for Supercross, because riding on those tracks with those good people where the tracks get blown out and, and, and rutty and, and cupped out and whatever they do is a lot better than me riding around on a baked Lake Elsinore that is the same every week and it's just like a concrete a concrete blue groove you know track that you can just ride around on the first lap and jump everything because it was exactly the same as the last three days that you've been going there so so yeah I, I definitely feel like I definitely feel like that would be a good thing and I think for outdoors outdoors too it's a lot more gnarly for lack of a better word um, over there the, the, the tracks are are rougher they're they're much more race-like for the East Coast tracks, but still you have to spend time in California to, 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 to do good work. So, 
you know, there's California tracks and there's East Coast tracks. So I feel like a mix of both is is the best, um, which is what 99% of all of them do. Yeah, because we do just end up riding on the same tracks here here in Southern California. And uh, and I mean, they do a good job at prepping them, but they're, they're still busy and there's a lot of kids about. And you've got to obviously be able to go fast around these. But I, I yeah, I feel like there's there's more progress and benefit to be made by me riding with some better guys um, over there on that East Coast. And at the moment, like, like you said, Star have literally moved their whole team out there they were a massive part of the California tracks. Like at least when I went to the track and there's those 10 or 12 star guys, however many they have, <laughs> at least the tracks would get rough. Like it was like a star practice day. Like, okay. But now if they all move, that's like 10 or 12 guys that are just not going to be there to make the track rough. So it's going to be just down to a couple of the pro circuit guys that are over here. And Bash has been about recently. Um, I don't know what, what his plan is, but, yeah, that that's basically it. There, there's and there's a couple of others that just come in and out for their weeks of testing and riding when they need to be here in California. So yeah, no figuring all that out. Definitely making making progress of that, and, and that's something that I'm I'm in the middle of, you know, trying to put together and see what's going to be best for me. Yeah, so, yeah, to be fair, I forgot you didn't have a test track for Supercross. That is a good point. I did I did forget. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you can't you yeah. kind of answered it, but. I'll ask again, just just seem clarify. Then, so going to Florida, do you think that would be more beneficial for Supercross or more beneficial for motocross? Because I would have automatically thought motocross just because weather. I think um, Supercross for me. Oh, okay. Supercross. Well, just because you are a new. Yeah, so it, motocross. Not not being like not being funny, but I've done more laps than most of these guys have all done a motocross track. When I look at a motocross track, I know exactly what I want to do. I know what I want to do with the bike. I know how I can make it better you know, within reason, you know, don't take that the wrong way as if, as if to say, well, why haven't you done that? Trust me, I've been trying to, to, to do that. It's, it's obviously sometimes your hands are tied with, with bits and pieces, but as far as it goes for supercross, I feel like it's going to be beneficial for me to train with, you know, imagine if I get to train with on, on the same track as Cooper Webb and Anderson and Hunter and Jet Lawrence and, uh, and whoever else is is there on a on a chewed out track, at least I I can watch and learn and try to take as much of that information as I can. And yet in Supercross, I don't know as much as what I what I want with the bike and and how to set it up. Whereas if I was in Southern California, I'm going to Lake Elsinore and and Star West or whatever, banging around these tracks with Alex Ray and uh, and and my teammate Brandon. Like, yeah, that's all fine. Like, it, it's all all right. But I don't know the level of, of the top guys, which is where, you know, ultimately I want to end up being. So, you know, I, again, like I said, I didn't come all this way just to make up the numbers. I came here to compete and I want to progress. So I feel like being there for Supercross and even being around, like, the, the, the trainers or whatever they have. Like, I did everything myself. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should look into getting a, uh, a different trainer or a riding coach or something like that to, to, to progress. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. And especially, um, I think, yeah, I definitely think just being there is, is gonna, uh, is gonna elevate my level, um, 100%. So yeah, and it, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going back and forwards, but it's not all about, it's not all about the bike or, or the team or whatever. It, it's a combination of everything. It's, I want to progress and I want, I want 
everything to progress. You know, we've got to keep moving forward, making steps in the right direction. And, and, you know, that's, that's where, where we're at. And at the moment, you know, like I said, like with my team, they've done the best job that they possibly can and they're doing, they're doing really well. And like I was saying earlier about the mechanic and all that not going there, they still make it work. We're getting there and, and we are, we are making progress. It's just, it's just, yeah, everyone, if you're not winning, you want more. So, so it's just figuring it out with them, figuring it out with myself and, and even with Millie and, and, you know, trying to make a plan that, that works so that we can optimize what we're doing and get the best results that we can. You know, that's the best for everyone. You know, that's what we're here for. Good. Well said. Well said. Right. So we will, we will circle back around to America, but let's move on to GP talk a little bit just because that's fun. And like, you can talk about it now and you have a lot of knowledge. So that's good. You've obviously watched the first two GPs. I guess there isn't really much to say about Russia, but just overall two rounds, what, uh, what stands out to you the most? Like anything, not, not necessarily rider, not necessarily results. Just what's like, what's on your mind? Tracks are very fast and very flat so far. Um, definitely um, different style. Like, like guys are, are just from seeing videos of where he practices and trains, like getting your brain into going that fast, into the speed. Even, I know it's, it's random, but even today I was sat at a physio place and I watched Sean, Sean Simpson's vlog from um, Matterley. And even he was like, Oh, I feel like I'm literally on the limit, like going so fast in practice because you're just wide open. And that's, that is how it looks, you know, they're very, very fast, very fast tracks. And you've got to be able to push that limit where almost it's scary because you're going that fast around these turns. You can't even see where you're going. Um, but yeah, obviously guys, uh, guys in Russia was, was very, very strong. He did a great job obviously coming through. Obviously, he is he is the world champion, so so you know you, you expect him to be to be great, and that type of track I do think suits him very fast. Um, he's always been very good on that, and that's what he trains on. So yeah, now obviously uh, obviously very good. And the second motor Matley was was cool to watch. Like that was actually a really good race. Um, a lot of the guys got got sketchy, even Caroli, like when he went up that that ramp and slid out. And yeah, what about um, who was it, Jacoby and Monticelli? I saw. I, I don't know how he just ended up falling off the bike before he even hit. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I had to watch it like three times. I was like, what happened? Because I, pr- I, thought, I thought that he drug his foot up the takeoff. Like, and then, but he, he was off the bike before he even hit the takeoff somehow. I guess he'd make yeah, because drug his no foot on the way. I don't know. Cause it makes no it's sense. Not right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that was, that was a, uh, that was, I, I mean, like, they were both lucky to get away from that. I mean, Evo was, he didn't even crash. But um, but yeah, uh, Jacoby was lucky to get because I think that was first race, right? And he got back yeah. up and was was all right in the second race. Yeah, he finished fourteenth yeah. in the um, second one, but he literally crawled off the track in the first one. I couldn't even believe he was out there. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it must have been probably more scary than than anything. But yeah, no, I, it's shaping up to be a good season. Uh, they're Italy, Italy this weekend. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. Yeah. So um, so no, I mean, uh, obviously it's early days, but um, but yeah, I don't know. what what else. What other points are there? Um, what do you think of Hurley? I mean, yeah. Um, oh, what do you want me to say? I don't um, know. Just, I, I what, mean, in, in I, I've got answers for you if you want them. <laughs> Not to... <laughs> in what way? In, in what... I, I mean, well, like how you, did he I feel do like, in Russia? I feel like you of... I feel like you are probably... Out of everyone in the world, you are probably one of six people who is probably the best to comment on Hurlins because like not many people have really battled yeah. him as much as you have so I just wondered what you genuinely think of like 
you know him obviously you know him quite well as a racer yeah, and a person I, I, stuff to just wonder generally what I you think, thought I think I think it's you know he, he's he's obviously not his 100% self but you've got to remember the season is very long so I I could be wrong I don't, I don't know but I think you're seeing a lot of these guys pace themselves uh, for you know, you're, you guys are going to be racing through to November. So, and Hurley's or My Jeffrey guys. has, oh yeah, you guys, well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you, you I, I say you because yeah, you're going. To, but, I'm, um, I'm you, American. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, okay, okay. You can speak with an American accent. Oh, imagine that you should do an American accent for the next podcast the whole time. I don't know if I'll be able to keep <laughs> that up. I do have this sound. Wait, I do have this sound loaded up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The American National Anthem, what, yeah, cool. what a great song. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, but yeah, no, so, so Jeffrey, I, I feel like, I, again, I could be wrong, um, but it's he, a lot of seasons in the past, he comes in on fire, dominates for a bit, and then gets injured. So I, I feel like him sitting around, you know, where, where he's at, I didn't think he looked particularly comfortable in uh, in in Russia. With I don't know whether that was a bit of bike set up or whatever. I mean, it it again was a very fast, uh, different track. So, but sitting sitting where he's at, he's, he's strong. He's in the race. It's not like he's way off. He's he's. I mean, yeah, he's fine. He's sat in there. It Geyser is obviously on a bit of a mission, and and he likes Majora. I know that. So like. I feel like if he gets out front, he's going to be hard to beat. And and I, I think it was I think it was you that I saw on I saw on MX Vice or something that it was it was the first time that guys had actually beat Hurling straight up in in a in a race or when Hurling's wasn't there, that was when guys was winning or something like that. Well, thank you um, very much for reading MXVice.com, Max Anstey. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, that was MX Vice. Well, you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's the best place to uh to you know get your your MXGP news. And any other news? Um, Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. But, um, but actually, who was it the other day I was talking to? I was doing I was doing something with, I think it was fans or someone came over to me and, and um, were literally saying that MX Vice, yeah, that's the only place we, we get MXGP news. It's the, the only place that does it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a few others. But okay, yeah, you can, you can think that there is MX Vice. That's the only one. What, Americans? <laughs> Yeah, Americans, American fans at the last race, probably drunk. So oh, it was well, like, thanks, yeah. thanks for that. You could have left that part out. <laughs> no, I mean that's a good thing because well, they, they were drunk. They were, <laughs> yeah, no, probably drunk because they 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 were just I don't even know they were talking about GPs and me and this and M, they were watching MX, uh, looking at MX Vice and I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> where where what was I talking about? I think I think guys is going to be very strong in Majora, obviously. But yeah, it it comes down to. Obviously, he's, he's super strong, but um, Hurling's, uh, you know, you're not going to count him out. Give him, give him a, 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 I think he's, I think he's, he's learned, obviously. I mean, you can say that he's learned. It's, it's always easier said than done, but maybe he's, he's approaching it slightly different. Instead of learning, maybe he's approaching it different, where he's okay with getting a fourth place um, in, instead of having to win by 30 seconds. I also think, I also, I also do think, uh, again, yeah, I could be wrong with that. Maybe that is as fast as he can go at the moment and, and that's it. And he is on fire. 
I think the Honda is a very, very good bike at the moment. I think, obviously, Prado's riding really well. Caroli's riding really well. You, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of, of guys in there, you know, Sua. There's, there's a hell of a lot of them that can mix it up. So, Fevra, I think you're going to have a few different winners, which is going to be good. I think, yeah, this weekend, you know, Fevra rides really, really well in Majora. And, you, you know, he's probably a bit pissed off from the, the losing the lead on the last lap of, of the last one. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if he came out and won this weekend in Majora. So, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of good guys out there. And, but it's a long, very long championship. So, um, you know, definitely good to watch. Am I am I allowed to ask you who you would pick to win the MXGP title now, or am I not allowed to ask you that question? Your choice. Title now? Yeah. What? Like no. Like mm. like at this point, who are you predicting? Who would you predict is going to win the title? I haven't really thought about it. I, I, it. A lot. A lot comes into it. A lot. A lot comes into it. I mean, you could you could say guys are as if like, oh, he's doing great at the moment, but again one slip up or one injury or one thing and that sets you back. Caroli has been sat in there. He could start getting on a roll. You know, even I think Prado's gonna get better and better. And and Hermes, obviously you're not you're not gonna count him out. The um do, do you, it's a hard one. It's very hard. I don't know. Well, <laughs> while you t- while you continue, maybe you, if you think of someone, you could just blow it out. <laughs> Another point. <laughs> um, yeah. When you watch MXGP. Do you, is it weird for you? Are you watching it like, like, well, I don't know how to say it. What's the best way to put it? Is it like weird? Like, I want to be then, right? No, no, because I know you don't want to be there. So, that's <laughs> 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 a stupid question. Well, well, I'm, I'm not going to ask yeah, that. Okay, yeah. Um, well, you know me better than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, is it weird for you to watch that and think two years ago I was, I would have been in this race and in this battle and like, or, like, does it feel like you were never there? No, no, no. I mean, because like you said, I know everyone. It's not like there's a load of new kids that I don't really know. No, um, but like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't, is it tough to imagine yourself watch... in there now? No, not really. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> well, not... well, so far this podcast, we've done about 12 questions and Max has shit on about 11 <laughs> of them. <laughs> there was that one he said was a no. good question, though. So there was that. <laughs> No, 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 not not really. As in the fact of like, yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, not really. Like, yeah, okay, if if I've got to get ready for Matley, I've got to get ready for Matley. I'd have to change a few things, but but I don't. Like you said, I don't want to. I want to be here. This is where I want to be. So I, my focus is on this. But when I when I watch the races, I, I don't watch it from a standpoint of like I'm injured, like, oh, I want to be there. I watch it from a, okay, I can see what I can learn. And, and, and you know, obviously, like you said, I know the ins and outs of a few things. But again, it's hard because I don't know, I don't know everything. I'm not there in the week at the practice tracks and I don't see, oh, Fevra's had a good week practicing or he was flying on Wednesday at Lelystad or Or, or you don't see that Vial and Mostike have just gone head on flat out at Lelystad yeah. in the middle of the week. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of that until, until literally, yeah, I've just, just heard that. I mean, how does that even happen? So apparently that Mosdike has done a practice start and then Vial's literally doing a moto and then Mosdike must have got sketchy down the start straight and just like hooked a right or something and gone, how, oh mate, having a head on, that is, 
and that's a fast section too. I don't know if they've changed Lelystad since I've been there, but but um, yeah, not not ideal. Not not the way you want to injure yourself and miss a round because you're like, oh yeah, I have head on, which it's not even like you crashed on your own or you got cleaned out or something. You just... Especially with it's funny. Well, it's not funny. It's not not a laughing matter, but funny that it was with your basically one of your top three title rivals. Like it wasn't some random kiddie in 25th. Yeah. It was literally, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, like, it's like, it's like Roxon and AC going head on a parlor. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like, yeah, like no. Like, yeah. That, that's just, oh. Um, yeah. So that just came yeah, in my mind. Probably like it's a bit of a a bit of a pointless question. You're definitely not. You're definitely gonna shit on this one. But might as well ask it. Why we <laughs> might as well ask it. Why we're talking about GPs? Has nations come up at all with your team? Whether it's possible, like whether it would be something that is an op- a possibility. Because like, or genuinely, I was someone asked me this a couple of weeks ago, and I said I do not know where he's going to get a Suzuki from in the UK. Uh, not in, in Europe if he wants to do it. Like genuine. Like first of all, where the hell does he get a Suzuki from? So that's, I guess that would be a problem. So I was wondering if that's ever been mentioned. Well, I don't, where even is the, I mean, I, I, where even is the Mercos Nation? Is it Erne? Or is that, no, no, that was last Mantova. year. Yeah. Like, oh, I, well, you, I, can, I, like, you can come over 2015. Remember 2015 MX2 at Mantova? Oh, bring that speed back. Yeah, I know. But yes, but the, the, I, I cannot see. No, it hasn't been, it hasn't been even talked about because, because one, um, I don't know when Monster Cup is. Are they going to run Monster Cup? Um, I think that's not. I think that's a no go. Well, uh, uh, either way, two. How uh, traveling at the moment is like that. That's not even going to like traveling is a right nightmare. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, like traveling with parts and bikes and doing all that stuff. And two, I can't see that any of the Europeans are even going to do it. Like, I genuinely like what. I'm not being funny, not not like not bagging on it, but what would any factory team, any team in Europe, or any rider see the benefit of doing the Mercos Nations? It's in the middle of two races, like in the weekend off between two races. They're in the middle of their season. Every rider gets paid to do the the, the World Championship. No one makes any money doing the Mercos Nations. It's no benefit for the teams. And it's no benefit for the riders because it's not like it's at the end of the championship, a weekend after the end of the championship. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it for pride for my country to see, you know, who's, you know, what country's better. And I've had a great season. I've won the world championship. I'm going to go there and, and, uh, and, and race for my country. It's, if you've got a weekend off out of however many weekends that you guys are racing, until November, surely you'd want the weekend off. And I, I very, I, I very highly doubt that it's going to run like a normal nation. And and I don't think any Americans are going to go. I, I wouldn't have thought. And and I can't see how even the best Europeans are going to do it because because it just doesn't make sense at this moment in time. Um, because if I was racing the World Championship right now, and you're let's just say you're top five in the World Championship or top three in the World Championship. And on a weekend off, you're going to go and do the Mercos Nations. You're not making any more money to do it, and you run a massive risk of of something going wrong. And maybe your body needs a rest. You've got a whole lot, a load more races to do. 
surely you would just say, no, it's more important me finishing top three in the World Championship than it is me trying to blow it all right now on on one race that means, you know, not a lot at this moment in time. At the end of the season, yeah, I can imagine, but obviously they, they don't, your season, the GP season, I keep saying your season. Oh, I know, I love it, I love goes, it. I make it really important. <laughs> <laughs> the GP season goes until November, so it, it's just been a mess of, of a few years. Obviously, with, yeah, December, like with the whole pandemic, it's been a mess. So as hopefully then for the next year, for 2022, if the season is a standard season where where you finish, you know, middle, end of September or whatever it is, and, and the Nations is the last weekend of September or, 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 or first weekend of October or whatever it is, then it will make sense for everyone involved, you know, to do it because it's good for the manufacturers. It is, it is a very prestigious race and it is amazing, but, but I, I can't see it. It's like in the middle of Supercross, them doing a Monster Cup. Like, no, no one's going to do it, are they? And even at Monster Cup, at least you can win a million dollars. I won, I won both motors at Matley Basin and got like 420 pounds or something from... Wait, uh, yeah, where did that come from? The ACU, I got like, I think it was less than 400 pounds. I think it was like 300 pounds or something. What? Um, oh yeah, because you wouldn't pay for my helmet. What? Wait, what? Why did you just pay for your helmet? No, they paid for one helmet. I had to pay for the other one. What? Myself. Pay for it to be painted? Yeah. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I thought that I thought I'm suddenly feeling like that you've kind of killed the nations for me. Wait, yeah, but why? So, no, no. so the ACU paid for one of your helmets to be custom sprayed. Yeah, no, that's I, nice. I, of I, no, yeah, no, okay, then no, they have, they have like a budget for um for, for obviously each of the riders. Oh, and, so there and, was just there was just money left over, so you just use it to spray the helmet. Like you had some, there was some max budget left over at casinos. It was Matley and you no, that is. Lights. Uh, no, not budget left over. There was only enough budget to pay for one. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, not be. I, I can't. Maybe I sound like a bit of a dick. No, but no, no. It's good. It's good. Own helmet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. I'm not. I'm not bagging on it. I'm, I'm like, it was obviously it's a great event. I love the Mercus Nations. It is amazing, and and I and Mark did a great job. And with what you've got, it, it's. But we're not France. France have a massive budget. No. It's no um, no secret that France literally, you know, that they have massive bonuses even for just just for them to get on the podium and things like that. Whereas, yeah, we do it for our country, and that's what we do it for. And I, and I love doing it for my country, uh, for Team GB. But yeah, like as far as it goes, sponsor wise, and even no matter doing it for your country or not, in the middle of a GP season, I can't see that many people are going to be doing it. And there's no financial gain. It's just all, you know, pride for your country, which, which obviously is fantastic. It brings it back to the roots of why we do it. You know, we, we race bikes to, to, you know, to, to enjoy riding. And it's not all about making money. But obviously, uh, I, I'm going back to the GP guys. Like, I feel like it's going to be, it's, it's probably not going to work because the guys, uh, it's more sensible for them to have a weekend off or prepare or test or get better for the next GP, especially if you're in a good spot in the championship. Um, but I don't know. And, and then Americans, I'm not sure how it's going to work with travel. I'm not sure how it's going to work with all of that stuff. And and if there is going to be a monster cup, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. And it's, it's, we'll, we'll have to see what, what comes about in the next, I mean, they, they didn't even run it last year, did they? At, no, uh, no, um, they didn't run it at all. I thought, I thought it was going to be like a GP point thing. Like yeah, I, then, I heard like 
it was going to be that, but then Ernay didn't want to run it, and then it got moved to Matley, didn't it? And then it got cancelled from Matley as well because no one was really. But like, up for it. how would it work as a GP point thing? What they're going to do? Just literally have every rider from each country that wants to race race, and then they're just going to score the top three as a nations thing. Like, that's that's a bit of a naff thing to do. Well, it'd it's be like, like almost just. Sat- um, I'm trying to do the math in my head. I guess if it if it was if this weekend just gone was a nations, uh, who would have won? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, uh, France? Okay, yeah, yeah France would have won. Three. France would have won. You just take the top three. Uh, you just take the top three, like English riders' points. But then it doesn't you know? Then you're not being nom- you're not being picked. You're not being like you're not the. It, it's just anyone can show up and do it. It's, I don't know. It's a bit. I don't know. It's a bit different. I don't know, it's, a bit, it's not. It's not really the the point of it. I think the Mount Nations should should wait until it's a proper Mount Nations. You know, where when the GP season finishes before, and we have a Nations where you know everyone can come and and you can get a full packed house of fans, and it's everyone's there being patriotic for their for their country. Um, you know, I, I, that's what it's all about. Well, um, I don't know. We'll see. Next year could be a bit of you because it's America. Is it? Yeah. Well, whereabouts? Um, they haven't announced it yet, or, like, or confirmed it, but the rumour is Redbud again. Cool. I better do well this weekend, then. Yeah, of yeah, course, because you know <laughs> Mark Chamberlain's going to be watching, so... <laughs> oh, no, that'll be, um, that'll be amazing. That'll be, that'll be really cool if it is. I, I would love to go. I would have loved to have gone with my, with my guys. I mean, the team, we did talk about it before, like when we first, when we first started, it's just been a crazy year, obviously for everyone, but for, you know, for, for the pandemic and all of that stuff, it's just messed all of, I mean, especially the MXGP championship. It's just delayed everything, made it all. I, I just, I honestly, I don't know how it would work with, with travel and all that stuff. So, um, I don't know. We, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but definitely Red Bud Nations next year or, or wherever the nations will be next year, whether it's in America or, or, or wherever that'll be, uh, Definitely something that um, yeah, I'd like to be. I'd like to be doing if um, if all the cards fall in the right place. I meant to give you. I meant to get you some proper fan questions for this, but I kind of forgot until an hour ago. And I put so I put a tweet out on my own Twitter and said I'm doing a podcast in an hour. If anyone's got any questions, and surprisingly, a few people did get back to me, but a lot of them we've answered. So I'm just going to pick one. Okie dokie. And we've been going a while, so we'll have to pick one. <laughs> this like this mate he's asked about you like improving improving the team the bike blah 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 old tuba rob 93 on twitter uh he said where does he where do you see yourself in five years time and i thought that might be interesting because probably a lot of people don't know whether you like see yourself in america still or what like where do you see yourself in five years time max Anstey. um supercross champ outdoor champ and monster cup winner because i could do with a million dollars and uh and Nations champ, probably. I've already, I've already won the nation. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, Actually, I was going to bring nation. something up about that. Uh, and um, yeah, still in America, obviously. Um, how old will I be then? I'll be thirty-three. I always figured I'd go until I'm like thirty-four. I mean, Caroli keeps going, 35, thirty-five. I mean, my body, touch wood, is pretty solid still. So, um, so yeah, it's not like I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably still be racing. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely. I'd like to. I'd like to be in America. I, I, it's taken us honestly two years to to get set up. You know, here in, in America, and and um, you know, I didn't do all of this to to just sack it off and and, and come back. So um, yeah, definitely. Um, 
definitely feel like going to be here in America um, and more than likely still racing. So, yeah, that's that. What were you saying about the nation? No, I, I was completely random. Every year for the GP at Matley, everyone lines up from the inside. Basically, pole position goes inside gate, second goes second gate, you know. Yeah, look at Evo. Watch, watch Evo start. He got a good start, yeah. didn't he, from my gate. Which yeah, is right well, this is my box. point. Nations, you hold shot both motos from the middle gate, and every single year, I look at that gate, and I'm like, why isn't anyone just going there? And just like, because it clearly, like, it's not even like you've got amazing jumps at you, because there was a good slow-mo clip on the old MXI's Instagram of you, like, spinning off the grate. And it's still just bloody bombing it. And like, I've always wondered, I've always wondered why for the nations that worked for you, but now no one even touches it. Ah, yeah, you know, I've got a brain on me, haven't I? Well, I guess that, or or the inside gate just went to the 250 guy. (laughs) No, no, okay. So, um, yeah, no, actually, first moto, it did. So first moto at the nations, I'm pretty sure Tommy went first and I went next to the box. Second moto, I went first, but I still went next to the box. Or I was like right side of the box or some or something. The the reason for that as well though, at the Mercury Nations, what you have to remember. Remember it was pretty wet. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it rained a bit. So again, where you know where everyone had been coming down the, the straight before and then turning right onto the start straight? Yeah. Well, that area kind of going into the first turn, like that whole area where they ride, had got a bit more turned up, so it was a little bit drier. The whole inside for me, I'd already spotted that, was was slightly heavier and deeper. And Justin Barkley, who was on the digger, um, attracted it in quite nice on the outside, like coming in. So it was one of those things where I'd gone down there early, looked at it, and figured, hmm, I'm actually going to get more drive out here. So it's a different thing to the GP because I feel like at the GP, if it was dry... And if that, that outside gate does look like quite far wide. It was only that, yeah, going into the first turn of the Nations was a bit slimy. So when you're down the inside, you had to break a bit earlier. You, you run the risk of sliding. And, and that sweeping line that I had allowed me to run in pretty fast into the first turn. And it was slightly dry. So there was a little bit more to it. But I, I did watch Evo Monticelli, um, his GoPro, and he got a really good start from from being uh, just right side of the box. So it still works. Yeah. So, so you're telling me you spotted all of that before you even went to the gate? Like you, you spotted that, yeah. well, you know what? We're, we are, wait, uh, 18, 19, we are three and a half years on from the, from the 2017 Nations. And that might be the most impressive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> genuinely impressed. Like, <laughs> not even taking a piss. Genuinely, yeah, but- like, as you were saying that, I was genuinely yeah, but- impressed. Yeah, but you've got to remember, like, uh, every... Uh, Everyone always wins that I was always out on the track for the MX2 motor. I'm always out there looking at the track and trying to like, trying to, you know, get information. And, and I knew the start was going to be very important. So I'd made sure that for the race before, I can't remember if I was first race or whatever, but if there was a gap, I, I go down, I make sure I go down 10 minutes before or 20 minutes before so I can go and like spot a few sections that I want to know um, what to do. And what. it's even like when I go and watch the 250s, uh, well, I did in, in GPs. I can't do it so much on the 450. Yeah, I can't do it so much in in America because um, they don't like me being out. I actually, <laughs> changing subjects quick, actually went out on the track at High Point for time training to go and watch the 250s. Yeah. I was stood in the middle of the track. If you go and watch the 250 qualifying back on Peacock TV, you'll see me. <laughs> I'm stood in the middle of the track next to that big quad thing. 
And then I got told off for, um, for being out there because you. Yeah, you're not supposed to be out there. Yeah, but that, I got told off at Daytona. I didn't get told yeah. off in outdoors before. Cause yeah, but, you I, got, I yeah, but still, know. you got told off at Orlando too. You got told off at Daytona. Now you got told off at High Point. Like, it's just a bit, it's a bit of a trend. Yeah, I don't want to keep saying that I keep getting told off. I'm trying to push it. I'm, like, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how much I can get away with on the track. Well, Jeez. we'll just, we'll just, we'll just um, <laughs> Red Bud will get you a bad boy butt patch. Yeah, uh, but then I, I saw Davey Coombs and he was actually like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but then, the um the other guy um Tim Jeff, Jeff Canfield oh, Jeff Canfield no Jeff Canfield he said that I wasn't allowed to be out on the track um but I, I did you know in GPs I was I used to go out and, and look at the track all the time so so yeah at Matley for the Nations that was one thing that I'd spotted you know I, I there was that there was a few, even watching the two fifties like I said in GPs it's sometimes looking at the track and looking not where the best line is because normally it's always the, the one that everyone's taking, is looking at where not to go. If you're, say, on the first lap, right, and you get a uh, not so good start, say you're 12th or something on the gate or you're 15th, and then you start, like, railing some outsides, well, sometimes those outsides will go straight off the track or sometimes those outsides will have a big boulder in them or a big, you know, something random. So I would go and look at those sort of sections to think, okay, if I'm in a position where it's getting clogged up on the inside, I need to pass. I can go to the outside here or no, don't. You need to like follow. You need to follow these guys through this section. So that was that. And, and yeah, like with, with the start at Mali, that was a, that was a big point. I also ran the scoop tire because I knew that was going to get me a better start. I, even though it was muddy, it was a bit of a risk because you'd think, oh, it's hard pack. You wouldn't really want to run the scoop. But there was a few heavy sections and... I knew it was going to get me clear on the gate. Goggles were a very important thing. So goggle prep was very important, making sure that you could see and they didn't fog up. And I knew being clear for the first 10 minutes of the track, not getting completely covered in with, with roost was going to be, was going to be a big thing. So, um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more goes into it than just going to the gate and just dumping the clutch. Um, so yeah. Oh, well that's, that's news to me. I just thought you rocked up, twisted the throttle <laughs> and went home. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, wrapping this up. Wrapping this up. Uh, anything we've missed from America in the last two months since we last did? Anything that we've not talked about that we should have talked about, or anything that we missed, or anything anything interesting that happened that we've left out? You're back vlogging. Anything interesting? Uh, well, I don't know. I've, I've just I've literally just been training and riding, doing the nets, all you know the same the same normal stuff with all of that, and, and just trying to push things along with. With, with the team and bike and making progress, you know that that's all we're that's all I'm trying to do. Um, the, the guys are, are are doing the best job they can, like I said, and and I'm pushing it on us, and I'm looking forward to the next ones. I don't really think there's there's a lot else. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know. I guess I guess that's it. Life's pretty boring. Just training, riding, and traveling around America. Oh yeah, sounds boring. Poor you, poor you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well. In that case, any final thoughts about anything? Final thoughts. Just anything on your mind. Final thoughts. Doesn't have to be about you. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. <laughs> Just anything, literally. I would take anything as a final thought. Um, someone asked me the other day, actually, uh, who, like, if it's going to be just a, a Roxon and Ferrandis, you know, show in America, are they just going just gonna to smoke everyone and, and that's going to be it? And, and no, I don't think it will be. I think... Um, I, I, I think Sexton's been riding really well. I think Cincerillo's going to 
going to you know, take a few more miles. How crazy was that when he crashed on the last turn? Singy, oh yeah, high point, and literally just rock, like like pushed it across the line. But yeah, I, I think there's there's quite a few in this outdoor championship that's going to be um that that's going to be up there. So um I think the racing is going to be very interesting. I actually thought about this like as I was watching Matley, it would be a mega race. Like imagine a race with the top fifteen GP guys and the top fifteen. AMA guys, like how how cool would that be? That would be a that would be a mega race. Well, yeah, um, especially if you like, if you think about it like that, then like last place would be. Uh, I'm trying to think who would be fifteenth in either series. Who yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me at the last one. I'll be fucking battling around at the back. <laughs> oh well. well, well, we'll have to put a yellow jacket on you, a high vis jacket on you, in that case. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm already bright enough with the yellow bike. <laughs> well, that, that, no, that, that thought backfires. <laughs> yeah, that did. That definitely backfired on you. Um, but um, no, I, I don't know. Like, who who's who was fifteen for the weekend in GPs? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I was more thinking um, GPs. But, I wasn't thinking about America, but uh, but, but Tonus was fifteenth uh, for GPs. Yeah, I mean exactly. Um, so I, just imagine, like, imagine a race, top fifteen of each, and it actually goes for points, or even top twenty of each, and and it goes like last round. Like you have two rounds, one in Europe and one in America, and they both go for points for either championship. So GPs and like an east-west shootout, but an MXGP AMA shootout outdoors. That would be that would be very cool. That would be a cool race, wouldn't it? That would be that would be uh, um, that would blow the nations out of the water a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because then it's not just the three guys from each country. It's like it's like yeah, everyone's still fighting for a championship. That's how you get the guys to be um to be fully. I don't, know, I don't even know where that thought came from, but um, but yeah, <laughs> that that was that was my that was my last little input. Okay, great final thought. Well, I have to say, I actually really regret not not. I really regret that we somehow. I, I don't actually know what the reason was for us not doing one at the end of May. I think I don't actually know. I really don't know. But I actually really regret. What was us, that? Huh? That was after that was after Parlor, right? Yeah, we were going to do one after Parlor, but I don't know why we didn't really. I think you were busy. Yeah, I was busy. Yeah, and, and I'd have probably been a bit miserable. Um, I, think, I think that might have been a bit to do with it. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, like I, I, it's, it's hard when we're talking like this to, to, to because, yeah, I, I want to be myself and, and, and I can't always be positive, like saying, oh yeah, I mean, getting 14th or 15th at the weekend is, is great because it's not obviously, I, I'm, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to, to perform. So, so yeah, like I'm not, that, that's why it's hard because it's not always happy, you know. It's not like a, oh yeah, I did great. We we did a great job and and we we smoked it. Um, but again, that's that's the ups and downs, and that's that's what we're here for, you know, trying to make the most of each situation and getting the best out of the people around you. And and so yeah, that's that's yeah, that's probably why as well because at that point in time, I was like, oh yeah, well I'm a bit frustrated with everything at the moment. I need to like. You know, I, I I want something good to talk about. Otherwise, I'm just going to act like I'm complaining the whole time. Um, I'm not happy, but but yeah, I mean, I am happy. I love it here in America. I'm making the most of it, and and I love racing, and and I'm making the best out of it with you know each time I go out on the track and and the people that I've got around me, and and you know trying to do the best job that I can. So yeah, um, we will be back 
and the next the next few weeks are going to be very busy because I've got Redbud, Southwick, uh, Millville, Washougal, so four in a row. And then after that, we'll probably have a weekend off, and then we can do another one, and um, and I'll be able to fill you in on on everything that's been going on at those ones. Yeah, mate. See, this may if this was a low, maybe the next one will be a high. But even so, yeah. this this has been actually very entertaining. Uh, I've even learned a lot, and I I didn't really think I would learn learn anything from this podcast because I thought I knew everything. <laughs> so no, I'm glad we did it, and I think the people would enjoy this one. So. That is it, I think. Yep, that's the end of episode three, I think I said. Yeah, episode, episode three. Yep, that's the end of episode three of Anstey in America. Uh, remember to subscribe to Max Anstey on YouTube for his vlogs. Feel free to follow at Max Anstey on Instagram, but make sure you're also following at MX Vice because we're in a tight battle at the moment. Phillips. Well, have you noticed that MX Vice and at Max Anstey are both on 102,000 followers? <laughs> so it's a real battle to see who's going to get to 103 first. Ooh, 103. You know, we, we were doing the whole plugs, weren't we, earlier for MX Vice? And I was like, I wonder if... Um, well, we, yeah, I think that was more you, and I think I was doing it. Yeah, I was. I was, I was plugging it, you know. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, play the national anthem when it cuts out. People will love it. I want to play it. Play the national anthem. I want to hear it as it cuts out, and then that'll be like the last bit. Okay, hold on. I might be able to play, as I, as I oh. say goodbye, I might be able to play it in the background. You know, not telling you how to do it. What? Oh. What? <laughs> I'm just saying, not telling you how to do your job, but I oh. just really want the national anthem. Okay, <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll talk us out of this and I'll play the back, I'll play the national anthem behind my voice. Right, here we go. Oh, fantastic. Go, okay. go, go for it. Thanks for listening to episode three of the Anstey in America podcast. Um, you can listen to this and all of the MX Vice podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Uh, Google Play, I think it's called. Wherever you get your podcasts, all major platforms. Uh, I've been Lewis Phillips. That is Max Anstey. And we will be back next month for episode four. See you then. I don't know the words. (laughs) Something, I don't know. Oh, fantastic. What a song. (laughs)